Why are you laughing? Because we came in at the same time. That's what happens on the I podcast. Thought, I know, but I thought usually one of us was first. Nah. Well, yeah, usually you are because, you know, you're still in the show. Hmm. Anyways, welcome to It's Crazier <laughs> in My Business. I didn't say it. That's on you. <laughs> well, I didn't stop you. I'm, what That's a weird thing to say when you could have just said it. Well, I was already, by the time I realized I wasn't saying it, I couldn't <laughs> jump in. I love that she realized she wasn't saying it. I realized my mouth wasn't moving and sounds weren't coming out. I feel attacked. Well, it's episode 25. Of? Well, I'm not saying it again. <laughs> we have to say Maybe it again. Maybe you should say it no. because you have it. Okay, can said we do a new, a new nope, intro? No, I'm not. <laughs> this is on you. This is tonight's energy. No. Yes, this is how we've been. Wow, we're really not going to. Nope. So, Becky, what's new? I don't like this. Well, I've introduced. That's Becky. I'm Tavi. <laughs> well, we have to start over. We have no, to do a new intro. No, we don't have to start can over. Can we please do a new intro? No. Oh, my gosh. Please. These are the ones people love. <laughs> I get messages about these intros. And you're just like, no, I hate them. Okay, people fine. are going to know that we're great. <laughs> Shut up. That's, that's actually exactly what I would say. Mm-hmm. All right, fine. We can stick with this, I guess. It's so yeah. embarrassing So you're me. Becky. I am Becky. And I'm Tavi. And you're Tavi. Mm-hmm. And we're your hosts. We are. Uh, what do we do here? <laughs> we give advice we're to our listeners. We're comedians. We're, I mean, I am a comedian for sure, for sure. You sounded, I said we're also but you comedians. you said it a little like you had some hesitation. No, I didn't. I don't know. I felt it. This is going to be someone's first episode. No, it's not. Yes, it, it shouldn't. Is. Episode 25 should not be your first episode. That's a weird place to start. If this is your first episode, please at least go back two episodes and then come to this one. Probably go to like episode 13 and then come to this one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Episode 13. Yeah. And then come to this one. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. Anyways, what's been going on? A couple things. Let's see. The Benjineer and I went to Costco the other day mm-hmm. and we almost witnessed and we're part of a massive car accident, but it oh, didn't happen. I thought happen. you were going to say a flash mob. I mean, I got really excited. But anyways. That, that's, yeah. You, no. Really? You think that's. <laughs> I don't think that he would do it. He, he ruined it by trying to dance just now. That's gross. Um, that. Yeah. There were these cars that were like racing on the freeway. And mm-hmm. you know how they'll like race around other cars because they're mm-hmm. trying. Where, which, where are they trying? When you're racing on the freeway, where's like the finish line? I don't know. Maybe they have like a predetermined exit like before they start. Or are they just saying they were just racing like strangers like by revving their engine? I have no idea. Because those people really don't have any sort of finish. <laughs> and they're just trying to get so far in the distance that the other person can't catch up. They're just like, eat my dust. Yeah, it's like and that then they kind leave. of thing. Okay. I don't know if this was like a premeditated race or if it was a spontaneous race. But what I do know is they almost hit each other trying to get into the same lane at once. And uh, I was so focused on their race that Mm -hmm. I did not focus on how far away I should be from their potential impact. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) So Ben had to be like, hey, you should probably like lean off. And I was like, oh, shit, my bad. (laughs) (laughs) And then I just kept rewatching what was happening in my mind the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyways, Costco was nice. I bought a whole new outfit. I'm wearing it right now because at this stage in my life, I wear almost exclusively Costco clothes. Yay. Um, and Ben bought me a pair of Crocs. That arrived so and they looked very cute. An exciting development uh, in our household. I love that you sent me a picture of them both 
regular and then also in sport mode. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you need to see it when the flaps, behind, the straps behind my ankle. That makes a difference. I think they look better in sport mode, to be honest. I actually don't like them in sport mode. Really? Yeah, I'm a relaxed tender guy, like a little casual little slip on cry. I want to fucking. I don't like anything on the back of my ankle, though. To be fair, that's fair. I yeah. hate a sling. I think back. we've talked about this. I don't really particularly like shoes or we have socks. About this. And part of it, I think, is because of the back of the ankle part. That's why I like the Burks. Oh, see, I don't mind like an ankle anything. To be honest, like I mm. like it. I like the security. I also have very weak ankles. So I maybe. have memories of chafing the backs of my ankles oh, through like okay. tight shoes or too That's big shoes. That's never happened to me. I used to have to have like band-aids on the back of my like ankles like all the time because they would just keep rubbing up against it. I just think they've never fit me right. Like shoes, like they have to, no, it's just, I, if I get sneakers, I got to have like a soft back. Got it. It's, yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, for some reason, like my, I think it's because of like how much my heel shoots out, mm-hmm. but I've never had that like, Mm-hmm. heel problem um i don't know anyways yeah that's all for the most part um oh yeah i had a dream today Ooh. while i was taking my second nap mm-hmm. of three and mm-hmm. uh the engineer yelled at me in the dream yeah mm-hmm. like very aggressively he's getting really like out of hand the audacity is just it's hella bold peak levels and then i came out and i told him i was like hey i just had a dream and you yelled at me and he was like well what did you do <laughs> see is what i'm talking about which is like he's getting real bold I, what is happening because mm-hmm, he's like you can't do anything you're pregnant what are you gonna do i think he thinks i won't leave him yeah and you won't. You're right. So <laughs> it's what it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, this on that note, tell me about your life. <laughs> you know what? I saw Respect, the Aretha Franklin biopic today. Mm. And I highly recommend this film if you want to cry for two and a half hours. The whole time? I'm telling you, 10 minutes in, I was holding back tears oh, because no. I was like, why am I about to openly weep in the theater? <laughs> I was- <laughs> I was really like, no, seriously, I'm not kidding you at all. And like some of it was just like heart, you know, like heartwarming and like, okay, beautiful and triumphant. And then other stuff was just like really sad. Like it was just, it was taking me, it was very well done. I think the only thing that really bothered me was like, I could not stand Jennifer Hudson's accent. Um, But I understand that she's doing Aretha and Aretha does have like, you know, a certain way with her speech or Mm -hmm. had a certain way with her speech. You know, and they come from different places, but it just, I would have probably preferred it without, because it, I don't know, maybe it just, it was a little bit distracting for me early on. I got over it later in the film. Got but like it. Like okay. when it first hit, I was like, eh, eh. But it was actually so good that I really got over it. Marlon Wayans was in it, did not know that. Oh. Um, he did a fantastic job, which just reminds me that he is constantly overlooked as a serious actor, um, because he's actually very talented. Every time I see him, I'm always amazed by him. And he's very handsome. Uh, but he did a great job. Are the there end- any non-handsome weigh-ins? I don't think Sean is that handsome, but he's okay. But he is technically considered handsome, I guess. Okay, continue. Yeah, <laughs> anyways. Um, one thing that I, like, they didn't really address it in the movie. Mm-hmm. But, like, it was probably another thing that I got emotional about. Like, watching, like, the time periods. Because, you know, they go through, like, her life and ups and downs. Is that... Uh, which if you're not familiar, Respect, the song that she's like most famous for, I would think, from people like worldwide, I guess, Mm -hmm. because she did a bunch of other songs, but I know people in the black and soul community, if you like that music, would know. But 
Respect is like that crossover hit that everybody knows is not like a song that she wrote. That's an Otis Redding song, mm-hmm. which is one of those songs like I Will Always Love You where people are like, who? That's Whitney Houston. It's like, yeah, it's yeah, Dolly, Dolly Parton. Parton. Yeah. Right. So like, we, we know that. <laughs> Similar thing with Respect is that some people don't know. If they don't know Otis Redding, they don't know that that's his song. Mm-hmm. Right. Only people hear it. They hear Aretha's version. And I liked because they did a you know, part of like showing how the song came to be and how she changed it, switched it up. And then I was like looking at the audience and I was looking at the time period as like the little things roll by. And I was like, wow, listen to this song from a black woman in the 60s. Like, oh, I just want respect. Mm-hmm. It really moved me. Like, it moved me in a way that song has never moved me before. Because, you know, you do it like suck it to me. You're just getting into it like in a good peppy way. Yeah. And I was like, imagine. I feel like that's the reason why it was such a hit. And I don't think anyone really talks about that as an impact Yeah, emotionally. she was literally bellowing right. for respect. Like, just Bare little, minimum. Like, I just want a little bit respect. And it was like, yeah. And no one thought about it because the people in that time did recognize it as an Otis Redden cover. Mm-hmm. It's just another cover. A lot of people were doing standards at that time. Yeah. And I'm like, no, but like, think about this. Respect from a black woman. She got on stage and sang her heart out for a little bit of respect. It's beautiful. I love the song even more now. So it was just... There's a little bit of that, and then I cried. I cried in the movie knowing Martin Luther King was going to die. I cried. Like, he's any like movie, I was crying. Any movie Why where MLK like, is going to die. Like, Dr. It's... King got shot, and I was like, no. <laughs> Not again. I wasn't ready. People were like, who's going to lead the community? I was like, who is going to lead the community? We are still asking that question. Who's going to lead the community? I was really weeping. I was weeping that entire film. And like... Uh, yeah, it was just a lot. The woman went through a lot. I don't think I understood how deep her battle with alcoholism was. Mm-hmm. I let me just tell you, that was a, it was a lot, but it was great. So go see it. It's good. Give me, I wish they would have done more of like maybe her later life, but I also think it probably wasn't as exciting because she really did kind of, you know, taper off mm-hmm. after like the late 70s, 80s. She wasn't giving it the same way. Like she got honored, but she wasn't like. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. With hits. Um, so, yeah. Saw that. Um, I'm trying to think. I got my nails done as usual. Um, nails and toes. I look great. And that's really all I wanted to talk about. That was, like, fresh on my brain. I mean, a few episodes back, you mentioned getting a notebook. Yeah. I already talked about how I got the notebook, but I don't trust myself to write down my thoughts. I will just lie in there. So, you haven't used it mm-hmm. since you got it? No, I've used it. Oh. But it's like for scratch paper. Oh, it's not. It's like, filled with lies. Well, not lies. It'll be like phone numbers I need to write down. Like when I scheduled my therapy appointment, I wrote it in there and like the address and Justine and her phone number and stuff. Okay. Like I'm just using it for notes. Because if I use it as a journal, I'm going to lie in it. That's so wild. I think that that's a part of trauma, but we'll figure that out. Oh, that's the thing. Hey, I'm going to therapy you tomorrow. Are. Yes. I even said it in Miss. I wasn't sure if you were going to bring it up or not on the no, pod. No, it's been almost three years since I've actually like sat down with a therapist like this. So I'm really excited because yeah. um, she seemed great. We did a little consultation over the phone and I'm really excited to just like be back in routine with my mental health. Mm-hmm. I tried during the panini to, you know, get like therapy and all of that stuff. But it just, the unsuccessful. Anybody who's tried to find a therapist probably knows what it feels like to meet with people. It just not be the right fit. Mm-hmm. I get easily like discouraged um, by like any mild roadblock. I just like, I can't do this. I can't. Let me quit. Um, so it takes me months. It does. I'm I know. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm very aware. I've tried to talk so, you out of riding off therapists a so, few times. 
Um, I, it took me months to want to go back and like search again. Also, like through the depression, you know, things happen. Yeah. So it's been almost three years, which is a crazy amount of time, especially for somebody like diagnosed with mental, like who needs talk therapy. I need talk therapy. Granted, I think everyone needs therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like actually do need like more regularly than the general public need therapy. So I, uh, I'm excited about it. And that's tomorrow. And so maybe next week I'll tell you, like, if I liked her. Obviously, I'm not going to tell you about the session because then you'll know where the bodies are. Are there bodies? Who knows? Justine will tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We're going to jump right in. I wonder if I would put her off by doing that, just jumping right into the depths of my trauma. I don't think it would put her off at all. I don't. I don't think therapists get caught off guard. <laughs> like, where do you want to start? You want to? I just want to ask you. Like, you want to take this slow, or do you want my entire backstory right now? You act so you like she's not going to be like. Well, what do you think would be best for you? I feel like I'm going to have to start it from the beginning. If I'm going to be honest about it, I need her to have the foundation, right? So we can go forward. <sighs> Either way, this is un- unimportant. Uh, we have questions to answer. We do have questions to answer. Mm-hmm. Questions have been asked. Yeah. And do you want to switch off reading this one? Like, Sure, we can switchy switch. Because, yeah, I haven't read in a while, but mm-hmm. I also... Um, she hates reading. I'm not a confident... She's a little bit illiterate. She didn't want you guys to know. Why do you con- keep saying this? I feel like you've said this on multiple occasions that I <laughs> hate reading. Hmm. But you also say that you hate reading. I like to listen to books. Mm-hmm. That's not reading, though. Um, That's listening. I think it counts as reading. People who are illiterate do say that. <laughs> this is very ableist talk. And Why I don't... is it ableist when you can, if you wanted to, learn how to read? <laughs> First of all. <laughs> yes, I think it is. I, I do. Yeah, it still is ableist. Also, um, I can read. Okay. My eyes get tired easily. Oh. So. Okay. Yeah. That makes, that's a, yeah, that's the excuse. <laughs> you can hear my eyes get tired. They do. Okay. Okay. That's yes, fatigue. Eye fatigue. I don't optical like your tone. fatigue. As a doctor, I can tell you that optical fatigue. A doctor of literary science. <laughs> um, not even no. a real thing. I'm just letting you know there are literary sciences. She didn't even know that there were literary science. You. you literally made it up and then got lucky that you Googled it and it was a real we thing. We were talking and I was, she's like, there's no there's no what? Not every doctor is a doctor. Not every doctor is a scientist. Right. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know. I feel like to get a doctorate, I was like, there's things. She's like, what about English? Like, you know, have you a PhD in English? I'm like, literary science. She just said it. Had never heard of it before. She had never heard of it. I know these things as a doctor. (laughs) I hate you. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Okay. I'll read the first question. Go ahead. Because I can read. Mm hmm. In fact. Did Ben go through this with you? You guys practice a little bit? No, you literally watched me pull up the questions. It could all have been for show. When have I ever done anything for show around you? Tonight? Really? <laughs> I don't know. Now is when it would start. I don't know. Now all of a sudden. Leave me be. I need to drink my Sprite without laughing. I don't deserve this treatment. <laughs> Every week she comes to my home and she abuses me. Yesterday, she mocked me on social media. And my time of rest. She abandoned me. Show supposed to be the filming. world my peaceful slumber. I asked her before I came over, will you help me film some TikToks? And I said yes. Yeah. I helped. Barely. 
Wow. She fell asleep. <laughs> that was the whole point. But, well, I was tired. Okay, so then why did I come over so you could help me do I helped you. And then we watched a movie. We watched Coraline. We did watch Coraline and... Okay, hold on. We were going to do our advice. Okay, but like, (laughs) what what did you think of Coraline? (laughs) Okay. Um, It was all right. Becky made it sound like it was way more scary than it was. And then when it was over, she backtracked and was like, well, I mean, it wasn't... Even though I told her before we started, I was like, this seems like something to be scary as a kid. And you're like, no, it's pretty scary. But then (laughs) I'm also very scared of things. Yes, Becky doesn't like scary films. So she wouldn't want to watch Coraline if it was actually scary. And I, to all of you who are Coraline people, you're like, oh, it is terrifying. Yes, if you watch it as a child, I'm sure it holds a special place of fear in your heart and mind. I had not seen it, and I am almost 30 years old. The first time I watched so, it, I was 23, and I was fully horrified. Oh, but I have I've, since seen scarier films than Coraline. I, yeah, I grew up... I love horror, so this was... It was cute for kids. It was definitely... If a nine-year-old was like, I'm scared of this, I'd be like, absolutely. This was kind of weird. The distorted voice was weird. The scariest part was the dad, the other father, mm-hmm. um, because they kept doing like distorted voice on him and making him look terrifying. But like, And they stretched his face the out. The other mother did not scare me. The bell dam, that was not scary to me. Um, I think it was really well done. Also, didn't kind of like the message of the movie. Like, oh, be grateful that you're neglected parents <laughs> for your <laughs> neglectful parents. Like, what? What is this? And then it, they don't resolve it because at the end, it's like, oh, they're all happy. And they're in the garden because, like, the catalog's done. And it would have been nice to see the parents be like, hey, we're sorry, Coraline. We've just been busy trying to make money for the family and this new place we've moved to. But now that's all done. We're, we're going to make sure we spend more time with you. But it really goes unsaid. No, it which really is just, more realistic yeah. to family. Family, I but I don't was. like that. <laughs> it was hella realistic. It's for children. Because the way that her mom like brought her the gift of yeah, the gloves. Yeah, and didn't say and just, shit. <laughs> that is like very much my father's behavior. It's a good story. I'm not going to get out and say that the story itself wasn't good. It wasn't well done. It definitely is well done. But it was really fucked up. It was not up. a good message. That's not a message I want going to the kids. Okay? No. <laughs> Your parents love you enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it could be oh worse. Oh my god, no, that needs to be a tweet. Coraline. The tagline. Your parents love you enough. Oh enough. man. I love that. Okay. So I guess Into we- the questions now? Sure. All right, let's yeah. do it. Okay, our first question, this listener writes, Hi, Becky and Tavi. I'm currently deciding whether I want to have a fling with someone who is into the same art scene as me. So if things were to get weird, I would see him like a lot. There's a good vibe between us right now, though, and nothing has happened further than a lot of flirty DMs, but also kind of scared that I'll end up catching feelings and something disastrous will happen. He's so cute and chill, but like also, I don't know, please help intuitive answers are most appreciative bless you both also he's a scorpio is that a blatant red flag it Let absolutely me know. is a red flag it's the reddest of flags <laughs> there's no flag redder than the scorpio flag it's a man a male scorpio get out of here don't do it i don't i wouldn't say do it a scorpio in the same scene as you of course, they always start off as chill and cute. They but really, do. it's just secrets and deception. Well. It's secrets and deception. I don't know. I mean, Benjamin and I are pretty happy. We're six years in. He's not a Scorpio. 
No, he's not a Scorpio, but we were in the arts, the same arts community. I'm talking very specifically about oh. the Scorpio part. Oh, okay. Okay. You're, you're still on the Scorpio <laughs> no, thing. No, I'm saying Scorpio. You thought the, you're like the art scene, secrets, deception in the, <laughs> in the art community, <laughs> which also, yeah. Yeah, but, that's why. I was like. I'm thinking about like sculptures and painters though, and you're like secrets and lies. What the fuck's going on? Um, okay. Yeah, don't do it with Scorpio. That's my intuition to say no. Um Tavi has a bias against Scorpio. I do, and y'all they know that already. That's why they said it in the question. I know, but I'm just pointing it out for people um, that might not know. This could be someone's first episode. Well, if you're scared that you'll end up catching feelings, I feel like the feelers are already tingling about. Because you don't get scared that you're going to catch feelings. Unless, unless you've already caught Yeah, them. unless they're like, they're right on your little shoulder. They're like, come on, catch me, baby. You're just trying to allow yourself to go deeper into it. And I would say uh, no, unless this person is really, outside of the Scorpio thing, unless this person's like, unless there's no feelings at all and it's just a hookup which is possible because your girl has done it in the scene herself you don't have to have feelings if you just want to have some sex go ahead but if you were already like you know oh my gosh i might catch feelings and that person has not expressed to you that they're also in the feeler territory don't even do it because you're gonna get your feelings hurt that's it and it's a scorpio guaranteed feelings hurt disastrous don't do it go ahead becky (laughs) Okay, well, as someone that has had, like, um, good and bad stories uh, in interacting with, like, men in the same arts community, I ultimately think that the best thing to do is live your life expecting that you won't regret things. Mind Um, you, episodes ago, she emphatically said, don't date a comedian. (laughs) I did. Comics, she said, new advice for comics, don't date other comics. Okay, well, this is... <laughs> and I pointed out that she's with a comic and that we've all comic. done it. But now she's saying, live your life. Look, Do what you want. All I'm saying <laughs> is that what I have known to be true is that whenever somebody has told me not to do something, I've also been very interested and intrigued in doing mm-hmm. it. Uh, I'm going to assume, hopefully, that when you say art scene, you don't mean comedy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> In which case, like if it's music, uh, only go for him if he plays bass or drums. Um, mm, that's actually a good rule, but like it, there's some exceptions, but that's a good rule. Yeah, drummers Joe, are insane. Well, Joe played drums, but I for me he also sang lead sometimes, mm. and that's where it really that's got, a problem because he had the vo- voice yeah. right. Mm-hmm. But I met him; he was playing drums, so I was deceived. Yeah, I really <laughs> think that like the. Uh, if <laughs> I really think that bass players are the way to go. I dated a bass player before the Benjineer and I got together. And honestly, he was a toxic piece of shit. Mm. But okay, it was fun. So this uh, is what I'm saying. If you're trying to have fun, go ahead. Yeah. I, I don't. <laughs> artists are always fun. Yeah. And it's almost always disastrous. You date a poet. <laughs> he's going to write poetry about you. It's going to be real toxic. If that's a if my advice to anybody is if you're the art scene you're talking about is poetry don't date a poet that's a danger first of all he's gonna say things to you that no man has ever said to you so in true. your life in oh different God. ways he's gonna be very they're very sensitive they're very sensual but they are all the same and they write they're to still you men yeah they're so bad they're just Poets. men that are better with their words and that's dangerous because literally the only advantage we have over men is that we're better with our words than they are we can get them tripped up you got poets out here no it's fucked up. Don't do it. Don't do it if it's a poet. Hard pass. Okay, this is what I want to say. 
<laughs> let's put an age stamp on it. If you are <laughs> over the age of 25, don't do it. Don't do it. There's more for you in this world. It's okay. Move past it. It's it's not worth it. If you're under, actually, I would more. If you like, are 25 you are and stronger under, over 25 to combat a poet. <laughs> you are leading our 21 year old brothers and sisters into the lion's den. Because it's den. good for the plot. It is good for the plot. It's good for the you're plot. Gonna, That's you're what I'm saying. Stories. Because look at the stories that we have traded, Tavi, mm-hmm. over the time that we have been friends. Yeah. <laughs> from poets, from musicians, mm-hmm. from comedians. We've I lived mean- a life. If you want to live a life, if you want to have good ass stories like if you me are and Becky do, and under, yes, it is good for the plot. Okay, then date so do all, it. Then date the drummers, the the lead vocalists, the fucking <laughs> poets, the sculptors. Date all the rotation. toxic men. Date several Scorpios, some Gemini's. Like, go ahead and you know, get it in. Have random hookups if you want to live a life. But if you want to be happy, if you want to be happy, <laughs> if you are twenty five and you want to be happy, you want to like own something one day. If you don't already, <laughs> yeah, don't do this. Don't do it. Uh-uh. Please don't um but if you need to like quench the thirst then like you know fuck him and then move on which yeah. you probably can do if you're over if 25 you don't have the feelers doable. like i think you though because you're saying you might catch feelings let him be good in bed you definitely now have feelings but i promise he's probably not as cute or chill as you think he is not if he's no, in the that's art what I'm scene saying. and he's a scorpio it's lies and if deception. he's in the art scene he has no chill i promise you no chill none of them no artists none do. of them let them fail and watch them explode think about you member of the art scene (laughs) whoever you are do you have chill because we don't (laughs) let them hit like a block a creative block and then ruin your life because they can't get anything the meltdowns the full spiral there are men i knew in the poetry scene when i used to do spoken word who were literally like going through the most toxic relationships just to write poetry about it like (laughs) would not break up with their girlfriend they didn't want to be with just so they could be like and the longing and the passion and the fights in the dark like it would just be that's so, why i'm saying 25 like, and under this. 25 and under it's good for both of your plots okay <laughs> 25 and over man only one of you is gonna have no only one of you is gonna have main character energy and mm-hmm. it won't be you well i'm gonna pull for you i want i want all our listeners to be the main character i want that too mm-hmm. i just think that we need to be realistic oh. you could be the main character in a relationship mm-hmm. with an accountant you can and that would be fun yeah you're the artistic one you're you know flying by the seat of your pants Mm -hmm. boho life and he pays for everything it's fantastic we love that so i hope that this helped me too on our next question i'm gonna read this one yes you are hi becky and tavi my cat is very old like 17 and i'm trying to mentally prepare for them to head over the rainbow or wherever animals go to heaven what are some ways I can mentally prepare for my fur baby's ultimate passing? Best case, she lives to 20. Thank you in advance for your amateur professional advice. <laughs> Man, you're not going to like this advice. Uh, you don't, there's no way to brace yourself for the death of anything. Uh, it's yeah, sad. It is. It is really sad. Mm-hmm. The only thing that you can really do is accept that like everything is temporary mm-hmm. and really appreciate and value um, what you have when you have it. So... I, I don't think, yeah, I don't think that there is anything that can soften the blow, mm-hmm. but I think the things that you can do are like really enrich the time that's left. Yeah. So like splurge on the $250 cat tree, like get, you know, whatever it is, like the best luxurious snacks, like mm-hmm. whatever, whatever, you know, is going to like make this cat just like live its best life. I think doing that, enjoying like the time that you're spending with it as you're like 
your little partner. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I, yeah, there's no prep. I wish, I wish I could give you better advice than that, but it's always jarring and sad. Yeah. And you can't really fixate on it because then you won't appreciate like what time you do have left. And, and I mean, pets, losing pets is hard. It is. I lost my dog last year. Um, I don't know that you prepare for it um, because I still will walk like I'll go and see my mom and my dog was with my mom at the end of her life. And I will go. Oh, my mom opens the garage and I'm still expecting my dog to like run out mm-hmm. because that's what she I'm here. Like I expect to be greeted. Mm-hmm. I still feel like where's my dog at? Why is nobody at the gate? Why is nobody here screaming, barking? Um, so I don't really think that there's any way to prepare for it. I deal with death sort of like in a, I don't know. I don't want to say I compartmentalize it, but I'm very like in front of my face. If there's an open casket and I had to have my dog euthanized, I cried then. Mm-hmm. I typically don't get very emotional about it until I'm like face to face with moments like that where it's like, oh, my dog was supposed to be here. Um, so I can say, I don't know how you're somebody who deals with death, but I do think things like that get easier until you're like blatantly confronted with something. I would say something I'm very happy about is that I did a photo shoot with my dog when she got sick, when she we knew she had a heart condition. Mm-hmm. And we had a photo shoot. And I have That's professional really photos idea. with my dog that are like really well done and nice that I look at. I also took a lot of video of her in those last days. Like I have videos, I have TikToks that are just like in my drafts that are just of my dog. And I like to watch them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't necessarily know how healthy that is, but if it's no, like... No, I did that with like, I had a Boston yeah. Terrier named Annie and I like have videos of her just like snorting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like pictures of them sleeping, video of anything. Like if you, you got a phone, right? So it's easy to like snap a video of something. I think especially if you're having a good moment, you're playing around with your dog or your dog's doing something that mm-hmm. you think is cute. Take a video of it. Like don't be shy to document these moments. Leading up to, your, you know, getting ready for your animal passing. Because I do think it helps. Yeah. Like, it helps me when I can go through those pictures. I know it helped my mom. I sent her the picture. She's got my dog as her uh, screensaver. Technically, it's a picture of me and the dog. But, like, I know she didn't pick one just of me because she really loves Precious. So, um, yeah, I think it's good. I mean, I would like, I think that's a good thing to do. I also kept my dog's ashes. Did a whole little ceremony. I think that's something to think about. It's like how you can honor them when they're gone. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you ha- I'm, I don't know if you've had them their entire 17 years, but it, I mean, if you have, I'm sure you're very close. So maybe just think about what you might want to do. They make necklaces, things that you can keep. They are expensive. I got a paw print. I love it. It's like my favorite thing because it's actually like, I didn't know they were really going to do it. At first, I was like, is this a scam? But it's actually her little paw print. It's tiny. That's so cute. Because I saw the ones they have was like big paw prints. I was like, are they going to enlarge my dog's paw print? Are they just going to try to give me one with like a little bit of her ashes in? But no, they actually like put a little paw print there. It's a little foot. So it's nice. That's cute. Yeah. I like those kinds of things. So hopefully that helps. Take pictures. Document it. That's all. Yeah. From me. Yeah. I think that's the best advice that we can give. Oh, Ben's I do got know. advice, though. Oh, yeah, Benjineer. It's sad advice, so hit the plus 15 if you're not into that. But if you do decide to put your pet down, they are going to ask, do you want to be in the room? And uh, yes, you do. I said no, and I regret it all the time. Oh, yeah, I was in the room. Be, yeah, in, be, in, the room. be in the room. It's sad. And they will look for you. Yeah. 
they'll look it's for you. Very, yeah. So be there. Um, because I didn't go like when my like the dog that I was very it was my dad's dog, but like I loved her so much. And he mm-hmm. asked me to go with him like to the vet mm-hmm. to get her um to have her put down and I didn't go and I regret it. And that was when I was like 14 or 15. Oh. But I was like very I'm very yeah. fearful. Oh, less so now, but at the time I was right. very, very fearful of that. Um, but yeah, definitely go. And also, I don't know, this is just like a little uh thing that a friend of mine did when her dog passed away. Uh, she went to a pet psychic. Ooh. This is a thing. There are pet psychics, and they make you wait six months after the passing of your pet. Mm. And you go to see them with um something of your pets a collar or like a favorite toy or their blanket or something and um they will give a reading of like your pet that would never work with precious because she didn't like anything oh well like she didn't like to play with toys i swear she was a bit of me like she was she had asthma and she was lacy and you try to throw a ball and she would just stare at you she'd get like the occasional gust of energy did she have a bed um, no, because she didn't like sleeping in them. She would always sleep with me. So I got stopped. Like, it was just no yeah. point. Like, she had a bunch of things. I tried to get her a collar. She, most dogs do hate them, especially if they're not used to wearing them all the time. She, and I got her, I, you know, got her when she was like eight months. Well, I say six months, but I, I don't know. She could have been six to eight months. We don't know exactly. We mm-hmm. estimated her birth. Um, and she was already like traumatized. She was in the house with a big dog that was like intimidating her. Like, she didn't like anything. So it took us a long time to coax her out of, you know, stuff. She was not, nothing, no. So I couldn't take anything to a pet psychic. Well, I could probably take her ashes. You think I'd use that? Seeing as that's your dog, yeah. Like it's actually, but you said something of the dogs. Well, yeah, because it was implying that like <laughs> right. most people bury their dog. Right. Um, well, I have yeah. some, we buried some, but I kept some because I might make a necklace. Okay, I am just <laughs> letting you know that this is an option out there. A friend of mine did it and it did it did bring her a lot of closure. Mm-hmm. And um, I, she told me the story and it made me cry. But it was also, I was at like a Day of the Dead dinner and it was mm-hmm. a whole thing. What is What do they do? What do you mean? What do they just tell them? Do you know like, if like because what does my dog have to say? Is my dog speaking English to psychic on the other side? What's happening? Um, I don't, I mean, I'm not always, I don't know how clairvoyants communicate. I don't know if it's always like language as much as it's, you're right. You know what I mean? Okay. You're right. You're right. So, Cause I have seen psychics. If it's working the same thing, but with pets, then maybe it's just like a feeling or mm-hmm. visual. Right. And you're like, the dog feels happy and at peace. I don't so, like that though. I want precious to say words. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I want her to say, I know this wasn't advice for me, but I was <laughs> I took it in as somebody who's also well, if you, if you want the connection for okay. um, this pet psychic, I can get it for you if that's something that you're interested in. All right. Maybe. All right. We are down to the last question. And this is a question about us. I mean, not us. Well, yeah, it is. Um, this listener wrote, what lies did your teachers tell you growing up? Oh, my God. So many. There's so many. I read this question. And I was like, what do you want me to narrow it down to? I mean, there's the generic ones where they're just like this will never fly in college and everything fucking flies in college um you can't always use a calculator yeah like it (laughs) yeah there's so many like you know what what my teacher um mrs hazelton she was my i actually had her husband as an elementary school teacher and then i had her as my speech teacher and my english teacher 
for like three years, two or three years. And she, I don't, I won't say that this was a lie, but it was definitely an inaccurate prediction that she felt the need to repeat over and over again throughout the years that I had her said that a black man would never be president before a white woman. Oh, wow. And she was hella wrong. Mm, She was. And when it happened, because I'd already graduated high school, Mm. like I wanted to go to her classroom the next day and be like, you're a fucking liar. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but she wasn't a liar. She mm-hmm. just made terrible predictions. Um, but I hated that she felt the need to like tell to it. even say it. Yeah. Like, what was what are we supposed to gain from this opinion that you have? Absolutely nothing. Oh, I'm realizing a lot of that too. Where people are uh, just on a side note, with people getting very offended. What are my kids learning in school? And I don't want them in this critical race theory. And I don't want them learning this. My mock trial teacher went on about communist China every day of his class. (laughs) Like, what are you talking about? I was already being trying to be influenced by each teacher. They were not, that was not even his thing. We were mock trial. Why are you talking about communist China? And you're, that's your little quote. You want to go off on it all the time. It had nothing to do with class. Everything to do with his personal opinions. So... Y'all are really, be hands-on with your kids, I guess. Yeah. Like, because their teachers are going to say whatever the fuck they want. Either way, um, lies. I can't think of any off the top of the head. I've been trying. They've li- I feel like they've lied so much that it's like, there's nothing that, like, really sticks out to me. Um, I just, like, so much of my, like, education that I think back on was just, like, really based in fear, like, being scared of things. Mm -hmm. Like, if you don't learn how to do that. Like, I remember my econ class, like, we were learning, like, basic, like, um, really basic accounting. Mm -hmm. And I'm, you know, they would, like, threaten that we would never have, like, enough money if we didn't learn how to, like, do that or how to do, like, balance a checkbook, which, like, I don't... When was the last time you balanced a checkbook? Oh, never. (laughs) Never did that. But see, that's what I mean. Um, I guess, like, there's, like, there's really generic stuff teachers say, and it's all lies. And I feel, feel like I realized that very early, so I just... I tuned out my teachers. I didn't retain the things those people were saying. They were miserable and underpaid and exhausted. Like, what was I listening to them? I really only listened to the ones that I, like, valued and respected. Very few of my teachers and I valued I think that and was, respected. Like, there was three of my teachers. Yeah, I can't even remember. And they were also, name. like, yeah, my English teacher and my ag teachers. Mm. The ones that taught me how to speak and grow stuff. <laughs> yeah. So. And I don't remember any of my teachers. I don't, like I said, you, I would have had to have been listening for them to lie to me. I was pretty much only listening when they praised me. You're smart and you're funny. And I was like, yeah, that's good. But that wasn't a lie, so. I think they had like, oh, they, you know, I did learn like a lot of um, in life management, we went through, we had to do like a, like job hunting process. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of like, they trained us that like the only way to get a job is to like go into a place of employment and ask to speak to the manager and ask for a job. And so, and that's not true. That's, I got that from my mother. I got that from my mother. No teacher ever did. My mom was very like, go into ask for the manager. Also, call to check on your resumes. Never no, call, call to check, check on, on your resume. resume. The way the generational gap there is, my mom was so. You should be calling to check on your resume. I was like, I don't. I was like, this feels weird. I don't want to. Do well, because I used to get those calls. Like mm-hmm. once you have a job and you get the calls where somebody's like, I just want to check on my resume. We have it. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> I And I worked like when I did get my first job, it was at Denny's. People called, what are you going to check on a resume at Denny's? 
The manager has it. And if they haven't gone back to you, it'll whatever. And then I got to put you on hold, get my manager because somebody's on the phone who wants to be like, Ugh. I mean, and then the, the manager's annoyed yeah. because they never call during a good time either. No. People call to check on their resume during a lunch rush, during mm. a breakfast rush or and during dinner rush. No, because you don't work there. That's right. The fucked up part. So then you're immediately getting written off because you've already annoyed the manager and whoever had to answer the phone. Yeah. It's just, or you do come down and then I have to train you. <laughs> And I recognize your voice from the phone. <laughs> so, yeah, I think Somebody those were. Somebody tweeted that. Can I just put that out there? There was a tweet that was like going viral and it made me laugh so hard. And it was like, being new at work is so embarrassing for what? It really is. Why is it embarrassing? <laughs> it really is for no it's so, reason. Because you don't know anything and everybody looks at you like you're a fucking moron. <laughs> like and I'm the just way? like, was I supposed to come here and just know everything? And they're really like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you were. Why are you wasting my time? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. I used to try to be so nice when I was training people. But in my mm-hmm. mind, I was just like, you're an idiot. You're not going to last here. Nope. You already knew who couldn't cut it. <laughs> I trained so many people. I was like, you will never survive. Sunday morning breakfast at Denny's? <laughs> you're toast, bro. But then it's, it's, it's <laughs> also like really <laughs> shitty. Like when you know yourself to be like a very capable and like competent and intelligent person mm-hmm. and you get hired and then you're treated the same way that you've treated other people that you've had to train. Mm-hmm. And they're really just talking to you like you're a fucking moron. Yeah. Like this is how we count back change. Bitch, I, yeah, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Don't talk to me like that. Yep. <laughs> So but then rude. you meet people who don't think of things. <laughs> I know. And then you're like, this is why people talk to people like they're dumb because you meet a girl who will hand a customer a menu with syrup on it. Like, bitch, <laughs> if you don't wipe off the menu, why would you hand a customer another menu with syrup on it? This doesn't make any sense. It's crazy. Also, props to Denny's for leading the way with the laminated menus before the panini <laughs> that were constantly getting sanitized between customers. I'm just saying you guys were hating and look where we are. Like I don't think anybody now. was hating. People were. People came into Denny's mad. That the menus no, were laminated? Literally old white ladies would come in. Well, this, do you just, a sign of the times. They don't care anymore. Everything's plastic. Everything's plastic. <laughs> Stop it. No. no, seriously. Oh, wow. That's There weird. are old people who really were like, this is just very low class. Yes, ma'am. You're at a Denny's. <laughs> just, I guess that's true like, because like, I think about like, yeah, when we eat in Midtown, it's always like a paper menu mm-hmm. and that's why i love that joke robert has about like people ordering salmon at diddy's like do they even know they had salmon <laughs> i was like no people would come in real uppity and order like the t-bone or a tilapia and be like complaining about the plastic menus why are you eating steak at denny's <laughs> like you don't have taste what are you talking and it was just terrible it was terrible but that that's job true really because like me. you i go to denny's for a very specific Breakfast. experience yeah. <laughs> <laughs> breakfast. It's breakfast. And the Sometimes breakfast is grilled cheese. Good. I'll go for a grilled cheese of French Ooh, fries. Okay, but a moon's over Miami, which is still breakfast. <laughs> but it is delicious. I will go for a cheap breakfast. But even then, like, I should be going to Cracker Barrel because that's really where the pancakes are at. But I will it go is. to Denny's as, you know, if I, or an IHOP if I need to go. I want to go to an IHOP because IHOP has waffles. I don't like waffles. I love waffles. So, anyways, lies. Teachers, mm-hmm. did we cover it? I don't. Yeah. I can't think. Of any I don't. I didn't think, I of, any think of any lies. If I think of any more lies, I we really will. will. I'm sorry. Maybe. Maybe that'll be a new segment. <laughs> lies our teachers told us because we don't have a segment. That is a book. Oh yeah, lies Becky didn't teacher. put uh, anything in the. We don't need to call me out. Show or no in the uh, submission. Becky form. is building a human being, a okay, whole ass human forgot. being She's in got her body. Pregnancy brain and forgot to do. Okay, I can say that, but I feel like you shouldn't say that. Oh, it's a hate speech now. <laughs> 
Okay. Whatever. She forgot. It just feels like... For whatever reason, she forgot. It feels like a misogyny. And so if you tried to recommend segments to us, I'm sorry she lied to you. Wow. I didn't lie. It feels like a lie. It was like an untruth. Slip of the mind. Okay. Those are completely... It was a mistake. Mm -hmm. We're not going to call lies and mistakes the same thing. (laughs) Okay. Slip of the mind fell right on your ass. Wow. Yeah, this is rude. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you're hurting my feelings. It's okay. The podcast ben already is over yelled now. at me today. We're done. <laughs> we don't have to keep doing this. <laughs> okay, Tavi, where can people find you? Ten toes on the pavement, hanging, banging, slanging, thang, thang, a lang it, uh, uh, thang, a lang it, uh, uh. You know me. You know me. You know how I move in these streets. You know me. You know me. Okay, the unabridged version. Uh, okay, but also. Facebook, not Facebook, fuck Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, at Trash. Becky, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Oh That's Becky. You can check out my stand-up at OhThat'sBecky.com. We are always here to answer any burning questions that you may have for us, about us, for you, by you. You know, we want to help. Mm-hmm. We want to give you advice. Yes. We want to give you our opinions. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to know you and we want you to know us. So if you have anything that you would like to hear us talk about or give you advice on, please fill out the Google submission form that is in the show notes of this episode and also in the link trees in either one of our bios on Instagram. Yeah. We appreciate you so much for listening. We don't have a recap for you. Uh, yeah, because The Bachelorette's not on. And we're not going to do Bachelor in Paradise because it came on tonight and we're not watching it. Right. So, But we'll be back for Michelle's season of, of the, Bachelorette the Bachelorette when that starts in a couple And we'll just do different months. segments until then mm-hmm. when we figure out what those will be. Yeah. Okay? Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.